Hey, welcome to the program, Aaron Darman. Hello, Aaron. Good afternoon, Andrew. How's it going? Very good. Now, has Keithing actually tapped you on the shoulder and made you join his cleanup crew? Well, not yet, but after weeks of aggression, hostility and the new herb garden on Parliament's lawn, normality is slowly returning. Security remains tight as the sun set last night. I made my way through the barricades, taking in the scale of the damage and the clean-up, from the smashed glass to the abandoned concrete blocks to the crime scene tape. It's almost unbelievable that just days ago this was the scene of sort of this such unfettered violence. Bollards today are being removed with access opening up again to the bus depot and surrounding streets. All the while, of course, police continue to piece together exactly what went down. Andrew, they're also keeping an eye on where these protesters have dispersed to. One location of interest is Wainui Omata, which has seen members of the occupation try and make themselves at home in the Marae. Locals, though, haven't had a bar of it, gathering to block people getting in. And in a twist of irony, Speaker Trevor Mallard is a local MP in Lower Hutt, and he visited last night. Of course, that's all well and good. But he also felt the need to share it on social media with the caption, My community is doing a better job of stopping the feral campers than I did. Well, maybe he's reflecting that blasting sprinklers and Barry Manilow at them wasn't so helpful after all. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, All right, now Christopher Luxon, uh, he is going to give his State of the Nation on Sunday. Arguably Christopher Luxon's biggest speech so far as national leader on Sunday. He'll give that much-anticipated State of the Nation. And look, he'll be speaking directly to voters. He says his job is all about opposing and proposing, so saying standing against the government and suggesting better ways of doing things. Now, what Luxon has to do is give a crystal clear idea of what that better means and where he sees the direction of the party going. If he fails to, to do that, I fear people will once again see the Nats as having more small talk no game and Sunday's a chance to not just turn a page but pick a new book and we spoke to him this afternoon about the address and he revealed one of the big ticket items on his political to-do list. We'll get through Omicron very very shortly but the reality is we've got a major cost of living crisis in this country you know it's the number one issue that New Zealanders are most concerned about that the cost of things is going up six percent with inflation but you're seeing that wages are only going up two and a half percent and so that's a really big big challenge. Let's see whether the Air New Zealand boss can pivot from charming customers to swooning the New Zealand public. All right, and finally, uh, the government doesn't keep track of which landlords actually comply with, of course, the rental warrant of fitnesses, uh, the rental requirements. Um, Now, why should the government be keeping track of this? Well, this is about accountability, both for landlords and the government. You simply cannot accept that we have a housing crisis and a collapsing rental market, yet leave the healthy home standards that you yourself have enacted to opportunists in the Wild West. It's like being that one person in a flat who says, hey, I'll do the dishes. I'll even write my name next to the dishes on the roster, but never actually pull through. Sure, the government can pass a law, celebrate that they're uh, making homes warmer and drier, but if they then take their eye completely off the ball, what's the point? Now, I've spent the last few weeks looking into this story, and to be honest, Andrew, having no clue how many rentals meet standards of a healthy home strikes me as absurd. It also doesn't stop there. We have no idea how many companies offer services to verify standards, how many landlords there are, or even how many properties these landlords own. As it stands, landlords have free reign to do things by the book if they want. And sure, while there are many who will do the utmost for their tenants, someone has to be checking. Greens MP Chloe Swarbrick, she suggested a warrant of fitness for rental homes. I think that's essential, as is a register of landlords and property managers. And of course, then we need to balance the ledger when something does go wrong. Right now, if a home breaches standards, who has to raise the issue? 
the tenant. And if the landlord disagrees, that tenant needs to apply to the tenancy tribunal. So earlier this year, I was in the Wild West hunting for a flat, 70 inquiries, 13 viewings. I saw it with my own eyes. And I just think this country can do better. All right. So how? Uh, because here's the interesting thing. How, how many rentals do you reckon? Half of, half of New Zealand lives in rentals, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Could you imagine an agency that was then charged with trying to check up every one of those rental houses to make sure that they actually fulfilled the warrant of fitness? I see when we have a warrant of fitness for cars, uh, we, the public, bring the cars into a central zone, but you can't do that with, of course, a flat. So you would have to, to really properly police it, have an enormous agency, an enormous bureaucracy, and an enormous budget. I do think it requires a system, it requires a budget, but I feel like it's essential. I mean, if we do it for our cars, we should do it for our homes. And if we start with, say, a register of landlords and property managers, we know who is actually managing uh, these properties yeah. and these homes, and then we can work from there and we can have this inventory, this uh, this basically database of these homes. We check them, we tick it off, and maybe a couple of years down the track, uh, there is some sort of self-management from the landlord's point of view, but there is also someone that can perhaps... Pop in, check, yep. a random spot check, uh, because I think it's just not good enough that we have no accountability whatsoever. All right, well done, Aaron Darman. He's been doing the research, finding the figures and doing the footwork and wearing out the shoe leather, which is what you have to do as, uh, of course, a political reporter. And I thank you and have a great weekend. And he'll join me later as we review the entire bizarre, strange and interesting week that we have had in New Zealand over the course of uh, the last few days.